Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and I'm sure many folks who are listening right now need an escape from the craziness of this world and we can help with the escape part but i'm not sure about the crazy part (laughs) let's talk about running in faith joining me once again is founder mitchell hollis thanks for having me dean boy the world is crazy right now isn't it it is it is i mean we we got congress is having hearings on ufo well what we used to call ufos isn't that interesting well, it's interesting, but I don't know why they had to rename them. Now they're called UAPs instead of UFOs. I didn't know that. What does UAP mean? UAP is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. So I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to to more accurately describe what we may be seeing. But I, I, I was telling Debbie this morning, I said, you know, that's like saying in baseball, you know, when somebody has four, pitch, four bad pitches, it's a walk, right? right? They don't really walk to first base. They right. jog, to, they first jog base. to first base. Well, we're not going to rename it a jog. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm I guess I'm old fashioned. I, you know, our, and I love my church, but you know, they everybody's doing the whole renaming. You know, Sunday school to life groups and uh, sanctuary to worship center. You know, I. I still go to Sunday school. Yeah, and I go to the sanctuary. So, uh, <laughs> you talking about it's a crazy good. world. So, um, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but. Run for God is in Instagram jail. And Dean, I don't know if we're going to get it back. Oh, my goodness. Um, Instagram has taken the Run for God page down. Um, and they the only thing they give you is that we have violated their policies. Hmm. Now, if you've ever been on our Instagram page, it is nothing but uplifting. We don't allow... We don't allow uh, politics, you know, hateful stuff. We we just don't allow it. We delete it. We don't reprimand right. people. We'll delete them. Right. If if they're you know cussing anything like that, we just don't allow it. But you know, I don't. Number one, I don't think it's a coincidence based on something else we're going to talk about that we're really excited about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I. But yeah, we've we have fallen victim to this. I I don't have. I I don't understand it. And it, yeah. it really it's really bothered me because, you know, a lot of our visibility is on social media and one leg of that has been kicked out from under us. And, you know, Lane does all of our social media stuff and he's been emailing them and sending them forms and they want you to verify this and verify that. And he's gotten them everything that they have asked for, no response. They won't respond when he when he follows up. It's been going on about two two and a half weeks now. Yeah, and uh, I'm kind of worried that we may not get it back. Which it's not the end of the world. You right. know, God's got other plans. Exactly. But it's it is a little it's a little frustrating. It really is because I, I do feel like faith based ministries are the target of a lot of things nowadays. Which that's biblical. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and yeah, a lot of people would call it conspiracy theory, but in this case, I don't call it conspiracy it's, theory. It's I, been predicted. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the way the world is now. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's only going to get worse and, um, which is in, in kind of a weird twisted way is exciting. Yeah. You know, it's, we, we can, we can see this book right here being fulfilled every day and and that part of it is exciting we know the end of the story yep um we just need to try to to bring people with us to the end of that story amen and, um, so count, yeah count it all so if joy. you're looking for us on instagram we are temporarily gone possibly permanently we don't know uh that's the first the, the frustrating part is we just don't know yeah you, there is no phone number for instagram you can't pick up the phone and call them yeah uh you can message some people there but you may or might not get a response. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of put things in perspective for me, for sure. Well, the thing that, that I don't understand, I guess, that that's weird, and I don't want to lead anybody in a direction, but Facebook owns Instagram. Right, and, and we're so, up on Facebook. Yeah, we're fine on Facebook. Yeah, and so, well, I say we're fine. You know, we, well, get, we get the God Loves You campaign that we do uh, throughout the year sometimes – that 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 sucker gets taken down. It's like a game nowadays. Yeah, because we pay to promote that. It's our gospel campaign, and and it's like a game because I mean, all it takes is one person, one person to report that post, and it's down quick. I don't think that post has ever made it, and we're paying Facebook yeah. to promote it. That's that's the that's the thing that lets you know that. There is an agenda there is that we're paying them money yeah. to to push out this gospel campaign. But I don't think it's ever made it more than two or three days wow. without getting taken down. And it's because, you know, if you're listening to this, you may be saying, well, I've never seen that. Well, that's probably for a good reason, because <laughs> yeah. we don't push it out. You know, we can target who sees it and we're not targeting friends of Run for God. We're targeting some some of the dark corners of of social media. And so it doesn't last long, but um, yeah. but it it absolutely has been effective. So uh, so we want to stay on social media, we want to maintain a presence there. But uh, at least for Instagram, it may it's kind of looking like we may not have the option of doing that. So well, we'll stay there's, tuned. Stay there's tuned. other exciting options coming up, which we'll talk about, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about our sponsor for this week? Yeah, so this week is Outer Elements. It's a design, build, landscape company servicing northwest Georgia and the Chattanooga areas. These guys have been in business since 2011, specializing in the latest techniques in landscape, architecture, and design. Outer Elements has the professional experience to develop a wide range of projects in the both commercial and residential sectors, from irrigation installation, hardscape construction, planning, and beyond. Outer Elements can help conceptualize any landscape project and make it into reality. Contact them today at 678-445-1968 to connect with a passionate landscape architect. Now, you know, landscape architect, that's a fairly, um, that's a newer yeah. profession, I say, probably in the last 20 years. Uh, but boy, they make a difference. Actually, um, Outer Elements was just across the street a few days ago working at one of my neighbor's houses. And um, they do a great job. They're yeah. very professional. Um, they also have they're they're also the company. Their parent company does a lot of our paving on the construction side. So uh, great guys, great people down there. They're huge supporters of Run for God. And we can't thank them enough. Yeah, Amen. All of our sponsors. Yeah, great. How about a Facebook post from last week? This one comes from Julie Kells Davis, and it said this. 
10K week three, day four is in the books. I'm not going to lie, that last mile was tough. I stopped a few times to catch my breath, but I ran every step of that five miles. I felt God's presence all through the run. At one point, the song that says his goodness is running after me was playing. What an awesome thought that as we run for him and after him, he's running after us with all of his blessings. Today was another first, having never run five miles before at one time. I'm so thankful to be on this journey of pushing myself beyond what I think is possible and allowing God to show me what is possible more than I can imagine, ask or think. I pray all of you are having a great weekend. May God continue to bless every step of every run. Hmm. I've heard that last part before. Have you? Yeah. I think it's, I don't know if I've ever heard it. That's the weekly sign off here. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> man, it's just great to hear people who are pushing themselves. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's kind of the, the heartbeat of what we do here is try to encourage that. And it's awesome to see that, that people are actually doing it and seeing the difference it makes when you do that. Yeah, because in the long run, that's helping. That's helping more than just in a running or fitness way. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's absolutely. what's so exciting about it. Yeah, is it's 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 somewhat life changing. Uh, I think about it's just it takes so so such a little thing and things that we don't think about. I have a neighbor who had um, it's a little girl. I think she's a third grader. You said that like she's a little girl. Little girl. She, well, <laughs> she's actually smaller than a typical third grader. I mean, she's really, she looks like a kindergartner. She's yeah. really, really small. Anyway, uh, so she's she had a medical condition, mm-hmm. and this medical condition made it very difficult for her to hold her bladder. She had a lot of problems, accidents in school and things like that. She's a third grader. Mm-hmm. You know how kids are. Right. Kids can be, even unintentionally, brutal. very brutal and, cr- and cruel. They found the root of the problem, and recently she had surgery, and it's fixed. Hmm. She no longer has any problem. That little thing that we don't think about Mm-mm. changed her life sure. for, for the rest of her life. And she's eight years old, however old she is. Changed her life for the rest of her life. Some of these folks that are running that five-mile run, it's exactly what that five-mile run did. Sure, It changed their life for the rest of their life. Yeah. Because it, it made them realize they can do things that all of those things they look at and go, oh, I can't do that. Across I wish I could. The board. Yeah. Yeah. How many times do we hear that? I wish I could do that. Yeah. And so many times they probably could <laughs> if they tried. But I think me and you were the kids growing up that didn't say, I wish I could do that. We said, watch this. We're going to try to do something. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. Many injuries. <laughs> that led Absolutely. to many injuries. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of good stories, though. That's true. (laughs) Well, our trivia question from last week was this. What is the name of the messenger who delivered the message of the Athenian victory over the Persians in 490 B.C.? And the bonus was, what was his message? Hmm. You knew this one. I'll bet a lot of people knew this one. I, I would say so. I don't know how many people know the backstory to this story because I think the backstory is interesting and I didn't know it until the last couple of years. Dean Carnazas yeah. actually sure. kind of explained it to yeah, us, didn't he? Yeah, wrote the book and, and, and yeah. really dove into it. Yeah, which is really, really cool. That The messenger's name was Pheidippides mm-hmm. and uh, Pheidippides was, uh, that's what he did. That was his living. He was a, he was a messenger for the army and um, 
as we've we've talked about it before, but it, it bears repeating, and I think it's an important story because the traditional story is that the Athenian army they they have this victory over the Persian army, um, which was very unexpected and a big big deal. Um, think about your favorite football rivalry, and you know you've got that team that you never beat, and you beat them one day. That's kind of the the gravity, only in a much bigger way because you're talking about life and death instead of just a football game. Kind of like Michigan and. App State years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one comes to mind. Yeah, the App State folks had to be really excited about that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that, – that, so it's a big deal. So they win this victory, and Pheidippides runs roughly 25 miles from Marathon, where the, the battle was, to Athens to deliver the message that we won. Mm-hmm. And his phrase was, Nike, Nike, which, is, which means we win, we win. Which is where Nike gets its name. Right. And, it's actually uh, Nike, Nike, not Nike. That's yeah. That's actually the way. It's is pronounced. that the way they pronounce it? Is that when Nike started? Did they pronounce it that way? I don't think so. I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. That's a great question. I don't know if they intended it to be that way, and then everybody else just took it up. And yeah, because I remember when Nike first came out, they a lot of people didn't call it Nike. They called it Nike. Yeah, I don't know if if you remember that, but this was back in the I mean back in the seventies. I remember I got me a pair of Nikes. You know, well that happens because you know somebody told me they were watching a special the other day, and it was all of the the movie stars out there who we have always just mispronounced their names. I can't even think of any now, but that is not how their name is pronounced. But it's just somebody started it, and now it's that is how it's pronounced worldwide. But that's not how their mom that's not what their mom calls them yeah it's it's a different way of saying it well we see it in in cities all the time town towns and cities and what they're named you know we have lafayette Lafayette close to here and you know we know that the proper way to pronounce it is lafayette yeah but we call it lafayette yeah um and so there's there's a lot of that that goes on i think so but anyway the story that's the story he does this he runs this 25 miles he delivers this message of victory and then from exhaustion he passes out and then he dies Mm -hmm. and that's the story that we've known for many many years and it's where the the term marathon comes from and the reason why the marathon distance is the distance it is or at least close that's where it got started and um, it, it turned into a different distance for a different reason. But the bottom line is, is that's the story we all knew. But there's, there's much more, more to the story, mm-hmm. as Paul Harvey used to say. <laughs> uh, it turns out that a week before all of this happened, uh, Pheidippides was dispatched to go try to get some help from the Spartans. Mm-hmm. The Spartans were 100 miles away. Yeah. Well, they, they didn't have, they couldn't text them. So yeah. Yeah. they they had to dispatch a messenger to run a hundred miles to get to, to talk to the Spartans and then come back with a message. So what's interesting to me is we look at Pheidippides as if, well, his job was just to deliver messages. Mm-hmm. But it was way more than that because he had to go and try to encourage the, encourage and get the, the Spartans to, to get on board with him. So and he does that. He gets the Spartans. The Spartans say, yes, we're in. But we can't do it right now. Give us a few days. <laughs> yes, because they had this religious observa- observance yep. going on, and they could, so they couldn't leave. In the meantime, he runs back. So he runs a hundred miles to go deliver the message or, or talk to them. He gets the the okay. He runs a hundred miles back. Says, "Yeah, they'll do it," but they can't be here for several days. 
and that's when the uh, that that's when they decide. Well, we're going to have to go ahead and attack because the Persians were getting stronger every day, and sure. they knew the longer they waited, the harder it was going to be. And they felt like they had the the element of surprise, and so they went ahead and they attacked before the Spartans got there. They win the victory, and of course, he runs the last twenty five miles after already running two hundred miles. <laughs> I, and I think that's we what, leave that part out. We do, we <laughs> yeah. do, and uh, so you. It, it, it makes us understand the the idea that he collapsed and died at the end. Yeah. We think twenty five miles that you know, marathons must not be safe. Yeah, but the truth is, he did twenty five miles in three days. <laughs> yes, that way on you. Now yeah. we need. I think. I think. I think we need to because I don't see it in your nose here, but we need to say why he was running because most people would think, well, why didn't they just send horseback that day in those days? But yep. truth be known, a runner. A person on foot is much faster than a horse over long distances. And over that terrain as well. And that terrain. But horses are very fast, but not for long distances. They have have to stop after a while. So in totality, say 100 miles, it is much faster to – for a person to run that far. So that's why they didn't send people by horseback. Their couriers in those days were – did they have a name – for what Pheidippides did, they I, did. I would say courier, but I know there's another name. There is another name for it, and I, it's escaping me. But it was it's a, a profession. word. Yep. It was basically they were the first professional um, ultra marathoners. Yeah, that's right. They were. They that's what Pheidippides was. That's exactly right. And yeah, yeah, you bring up a good point because humans are actually better over a long distance than just about any other animal on earth, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Because you would think there would be lots of other animals that would be faster over yeah. a longer distance, but there's really almost none. They don't have those slow twitch muscles. They don't have the slow twitch muscles and their body's just not meant for it. Yeah, And th- there's a lot of things in our body, the fact that we sweat like we do and the fact mm-hmm. that it, there's a lot of reasons why sure. we can we can do that and other animals can't. Very interesting. It is, yeah. All right, so uh, we got a few things to talk about right now. Number one is the shirt Dean's wearing. Yeah. These shirts are now on sale, the Patriotic. Uh, we call them the USA, Team USA, Run for God shirts. Uh, they've got the USA on the back, just almost like you're going to the Olympics. Dean's going to turn around if you're watching. Um, but they're cool shirts. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an incredibly patriotic person. Our whole family is. You are. Um, you know, even even if you're uh, uh, Tom and Val over in Ireland, I'm sure they would sport the the Run for God TV yeah. USA shirts, but because uh, they just look cool yeah. and they spark up conversation. So uh, they're on sale right now. The cool thing about this year is if you buy one during the pre-sale, which that's the only time you can buy them for this three weeks that they're open, uh, you get your choice of a uh, standard Run for God tee. I say standard, the Run for God tee, absolutely free. We've got some on closeout that we're needing to move on out. So pick your size in that and you get two shirts for the price of one. You can't beat it. No. Now, we, we need to stop right here. I alluded to this with the Instagram thing. And we mentioned this kind of last week. Mm-hmm. But we we're building a new website. And we're we don't have a launch date yet, but we are we we have been in the thick of building this thing for some time now, and I'm getting excited. This um, it's it just it's going to take Run for God to a whole new level from the user side. So if you're out there listening from your side, you know we made the switch when we started Run Club from. You know, our old website to a subscription-based website. But some things got left behind. And it's because, you know, 
the technology really wasn't there at the time to do some of the things that we wanted to do, and, and but we knew that, that God was leading us in this direction. But So some of those things we pulled back, the biggest one being, and I actually got an email just last week, funny about the story we're about to read, but it was from Rhonda Williams. Yeah. And saying, hey, I really wish you guys would bring back the instructor classes page. And I was able to tell her, well, that's actually on the list. We're we're coding all that stuff back into where as an instructor, you can create your own class page. You can share it. People can sign up right there. You have access to see who has signed up for your class. The current website, we we had to drop that because the the coding and, and everything, we just, for a variety of reasons, we weren't able to bring that into our current site. So that feature is back. The challenges are much more interactive. You can basically go in and say you want to run the 5K challenge. You can put your start date and and everything is automated then. Everything, you get all the emails when you're supposed to get them. You get the encouragement. You get the workout plans. Um, We're going to have a forum section. This is simply where some of the things that you talk about sometimes we can put out in writing, almost like a blog. And uh, people can go in there and chime in and talk about and ask questions and things like that. Um, of course, the the podcast videos are on our site now, but we've also uh, we're in, in installing the podcast on the site now, so the audio version. You'll be, be able to go directly to the site to listen to the audio as well. Um, and these last two are the biggest ones. This the the next to last one is this is all going to come in an app form as well. So awesome! Uh, so you're going to be able to go to the Google Store, Google Play, or or um apple help me out here apple Apple app store app store yeah and uh download the app and basically everything is part of your membership is right there on the app you don't have to you know websites are a little bit clunky when you look at them on your phone um this is built just for your phone and so everything that's available on the website once you log in is available on your app you can you can log in there you can buy stuff there you can go back and look at orders which is something you can't do now. All your history, everything you do, you it'll be on your own personal dashboard. Now, the last one, the big one. You know, we say all the time that the Run Club group is worth the price of entry, the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen what that has done. We've seen the community that it's built, the encouragement that, that people feed off of each other with. Um, but we have some people, honestly, Dean, that aren't on there. That's right. And and they're not on there because um, of Facebook. They don't want to be on Facebook for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with 95% of them. Yeah. Uh, we're on there out of because there's really has been no other option. Well, as part of this new website and as part of this app, we are launching Run Club Social. Um, this is basically it looks, feels, works, and functions exactly like the Run for God Run Club Facebook group, except it is on our site. Um, we've already been in there testing this. It is it is the developers of this have just knocked it out of the park. You can post your pictures. You can chat with each other personally. If you know, if you go on there and let's say I go on there and, and you're on there, well, I can hit chat with Dean and, and I can have a conversation with Dean. I can post my pictures. I can do all the things you do on the Run Club group 
but it's not on the Facebook platform. Wow. Um, now, I know that there are going to be some people out there who's like, well, I'm on Facebook all the time. It just makes sense. Uh, we're going to give this some time to make the transition once we launch, uh, but we will be phasing out of the Facebook group. Um, like I said, this is going to be an app on your phone. It's two clicks. You click the app, you click the, the Run Club Social, and boom, you're right there. Yeah. And it's just... Uh, it, like I said, it the functionality of it is absolutely it's no different. Yeah. But it's a safer place. Um, we're not tracking anything. We're not selling your information. You have my word on that. Um, th- there's a lot of stuff that goes on, on on Facebook. Now, am I getting off of Facebook? No, I'm not. So I'm, I'm not here throwing Unless, stones at Facebook. Even though they did take us off Instagram. I was going to say, alluding to a previous conversation, if, if if we all wind up being kicked off of Facebook, we now yeah, I mean, have an alternative. They took, they have taken Run for God off of Instagram. Who's to say that they may not target the Run for God group? And if they were just to delete that overnight, that would be devastating. It would be. I mean, it's one thing to delete the Run for God page, but it's it's mainly just where we get the word out, we offer encouragement. But this is where this family is built. That's right. On this group, and yeah. and we're we're trying to protect that. And the the not the funny thing, kind of the God wink in all of this is that this Instagram page was taken down right in the middle of developing this um, yeah. Run Club Social. And that's what we're calling it, Run Club Social. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have your own profile. You put your profile pictures up. just like It's exactly like the Facebook group. Yeah. But it's not on Facebook. It's it's on the Run for God platform, and it's, it's safe. I think it's exciting. And, you know, it's one of those things where one of the things that we do at Run for God is we try to create new and better habits. Right. One of the things that we do is it's hard if we've never been a runner, we've never been a walker. It's hard to get out there and do that thing because it's a habit that we have Mm -hmm. to change. And this is another this is just another habit that we're going to have to change. And we know that if you're part of the run club group, you're already good at changing habits. And so this is going to be a breeze. Yeah. And, you know, the notifications on the notifications are actually a little bit more robust. Uh, than than Facebook in this aspect because you can, you know, some people like once they post a picture they like to they they feed on that encouragement which is the whole reason it's there but you can you can set up notifications to you know do a push notification to your phone when somebody comments on your picture or offers you encouragement you know I'm the guy that I don't like any notifications on my phone so you can turn them all off um, the options are just there's so many options there and yeah. you know. We're constantly trying to do things to make this a better experience for everybody listening to this podcast and everybody that's part of Run Club. Um, and just know that your membership is what allows us to do this. This yeah. this process that we're walking through right now is not a cheap process. Yeah, <laughs> It is not a cheap process. I'll just leave it right there. Um, yeah. But it's totally worth it. This yeah. is an investment into this club that um, the people who are in it are going to reap the benefits for from for for years to come so amen we're excited so uh be on the lookout like i said we do not have a launch date as of the recording of this podcast it will probably be sometime this summer is our hope um there is a lot to do the one thing that you and i have realized as is that 
we have compiled a lot of content yes. over the years. Yes. Because we're now, you know, and you know, we got a lot of great people helping us, but you and I are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, pulling you and I and Lane and Holly and Gay, pulling a lot of this content in, and we're realizing we've talked a lot during the years, yes, we over have. the years. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it it's is, it's built us to where we're at, and uh, I'll keep blabbing. Just be on the lookout for the new Run for God Run Club website coming this summer. So exciting. As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new J-Radio app in your app store. All right, we're back in... If you're not listening on Thursday nights, you need to tune in, right? Yep. Thursday nights are a lot of fun. It's a little more interactive. It is, uh, hopefully, I'm sharing things that are useful, and people tell me that it's useful, so I assume that it is. And um, We don't have a bunch of liars. No, we. that's one thing we don't have. Dude, and I, think, I think this group is pretty honest amen whether we want to hear it or not sometimes <laughs> that, that is they true. hold us accountable that is which true. is good you just mentioned Rhonda just like Williams. Rhonda sending that email That's, said hey we need the instructors page back yeah. we're on it Rhonda but we're, she does it in a very loving yeah, and, 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 yeah, and yeah. I love that yeah I love that sure. you know, that's one of the things as a coach that I look for is I want people I want athletes who are not afraid there's one thing that happened this past track season that I always have one-on-one meetings at the end of the year and I'm having those one-on-one meetings and the girls are telling me this it's a common theme through all of them nobody said anything about it but it's been something that's kind of been under their skin a oh, little bit. Oh, they've said something about it. They have, you. <laughs> but not to me. And, you know, there's one person who has the power to change what they've been talking about. And they haven't told that person. <laughs> and, and, you know, I would have changed some things had they told me Yeah. instead. And that happens all the time. So if you see stuff out there that we're doing, if you see some things, if you think there's something we can do better, yeah. speak up. Now, we don't do very good with the shake finger shaking because yeah. we get that sometimes in emails. It's yeah. Like all caps, exclamation points. You know, I, those are discounted as soon as they're sent or but, as soon as they're read. But anything that's done in a Christian way. Absolutely. We're all. Yeah. For. I mean, I, I we need I don't I'm not the smartest guy. You and I are not the smartest guy in this room. And we're the only two people here. <laughs> so true story. Yeah. We, we need help. You know, there's a lot of a good example. This was pretty cool. I don't know why I'm getting off on this tangent. When we had the Run Club weekend here, and we were having a problem with the video on the big screen. Yep. You and I, we were running around trying to figure out how to fix this. We, neither one of us are AV guys. Yeah. We, we don't have a clue what we're doing. You ha- handle it some at your church, and but we're not but, perfect. But not as fancy as... as so yeah. somebody, and I don't even remember who it was. Uh. Uh, I can picture him. Yeah, I can picture yeah. him. Anyway, yeah. somebody, I mean, we're like sweating in this little bitty AV room, and we're trying to figure out how to get this thing working. And one of our Run Club members' husbands walks up to us and says, hey, I kind of do this for a living. Do you guys need some help? And we were like, absolutely. <laughs> but sometimes you need to ask. And a few minutes We could have got up in front of everybody and said, hey, 
do we have an AV professional in the room? Yeah. No, we we tried to figure it out for 30 minutes. There's something biblical or <laughs> there's a message yeah. in, well, in sad, what I just said. Sadly, I think it was more than 30 minutes. Yeah, that's uh, true. But <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got But we're so that. thankful for that. Yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah, anytime anybody can help us to be better, sure. we, we want to do it. We so. will. Hey, don't forget to share your story. If you haven't done that yet, we need you to do that. Now, we've got a couple of folks that share a lot of stories, and we love to hear stories from the same folks, even if that's fascinating. Especially when they're this good. That is fine. Yes, 100%. But um, several, there's a bunch of you out there who have stories that you still haven't shared, and we need to hear them. So send those in. Go to the bottom of the, pay, or the Run Club page and find share your story and, and do it. Do it, t- do it today, tomorrow, sometime very soon. All right. So how do you motivate yourself to get, you get your workouts in? Do, do you need motivation? How, how, does it, how does it work for you? I'm one of those, and I I probably shouldn't be this transparent, but I'm one of those self-deprecating, call myself names. Yeah. When when I don't feel like doing it, I'm like you pansy. Yeah. You know, get out the door and and get this done. (laughs) Hey, I need to say, I I have read the story today. I was alluding to that Rhonda wrote this story. Rhonda did not write this story. I read this story this morning, but Rhonda also submitted one yes. yesterday. So yeah. I had Rhonda in my head when I was thinking about this story. So if you're out there and you're you're trying to think, what is Mitchell talking about? I did get my <laughs> names mixed up. So it's all good. Sorry to uh, Carla and Rhonda, but we did get another one from Rhonda yes. just That's yesterday, right. and it's incredible. That's right. So yeah. Well, you know, for a lot of people, and one of the biggest things that I hear from people is having enough motivation they feel discouraged or it's hard it's really hard to get myself up and go and so many people it's why coaches exist i mean for running you really don't need a coach but uh, if you want to be your best maybe tweaking some things is good uh but motivation is the number one problem i feel like for motivation i feel like in this sport you, you either need a coach or a community yeah and yeah. in run club we got both yep we yep. got you and uh, and we got this community, which I, I put a few clicks above you. Sorry, Dean. One hundred percent. But I mean, it is yeah. the power of community. You, there's there's hardly anything that can touch that. Yes. You know, we we try to give all the logistics and the encouragement, but that community support. There's there's nothing like it. You're right. You're right. And uh, and it's funny because really and truly, whatever is important to us, we figure out a way to get done. Mm-hmm. So yesterday morning. I had we had uh, we we do our Wednesday night stuff at church and um, we have our music minister is the guy who usually shares on Wednesday evenings kind of a we do it's like a Bible study kind of thing and he found out last minute he works in an industry where sometimes last minute he's got to go do some stuff he was out of town he texted me yesterday morning hey can you fill in for me Wednesday evening and you said this is your this is our music, music minister. minister yeah. And so here I'm trying to picture Dean up there leading music. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not filling in for music. I'm filling in for the Bible study portion. Yeah. Dean's never filling in for the music guy. That's not going to happen. I had a word picture that was just (laughs) it was unlike any other word picture. You do not want Dean filling in for the music guy. But um, anyway, uh, he and my first thought was there's no way. 
there, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I had I had appointments. I had a recruit coming into the college. I had a, a couple of meetings I had to get to. And I was just jam packed. I had I had no extra time. Mm-hmm. But then it was I put myself in his shoes because I know how it feels when you when you need somebody to help and you need somebody and and it's hard. And apparently somebody else, he had already asked somebody else and then it fell through. And that's why he was asking me. And so um, I didn't have time. Hmm. But you know what I did last night? I shared anyway. Yeah. Because I've got stuff, you know, I've got stuff I use with our team and stuff that's already prepared. And all I got to do is modify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was able to do that. And um, the, the ironically, what I shared with them was something called a message to Garcia, which we did on a Thursday night one time. Mm-hmm. And it's all about sometimes we need to quit thinking and overthinking and just do it. And I think that's the way it is. We're running. I think you told Lane that just last week. Yeah. Yeah. We're thinking. Yeah. Just do it. That's right. I mean, Nike knocked out of the park with yeah. that slogan, period. Yeah. It's just, I'm not a big Nike fan, but they... They got that one right. They got that one right. And today's story kind of goes with those thoughts. And this comes from Carla Carr, and it's called, But I Don't Want To. It is Saturday, May 7th. 2022 okay stop right there so if you're wondering how long it takes us to get your stories onto the podcast today it is may 19th this story was written may 7th yeah sorry dan carry there on you go. yeah <laughs> uh it is saturday may 7th 2022 i do not want to get up it has been raining here in north central west virginia and we have gotten over an inch of rain in the past 24 hours I would love to sleep in, but today is a five-mile exercise for week three, day four in the 10K Run for God plan. God does not want me to sleep in, and neither does my husband, who brings me coffee first thing to wake me up. I start getting up and moving around, stretching and trying to calm my nerves. I love running, but today I'm just not feeling like I want to run five miles. God is going to have to get me through this one like he does every day. You see, I'm a diabetic, and I'm on an insulin pump. I have to make sure before every run that my blood sugar sugar is in a good place so I don't run low and have a seizure on the trail or I don't go into a coma from high blood sugar. But this morning, my sugar is perfect at 124. It's my mind that I have to get into gear, not my sugar. I get into my car to drive to the local rail trail, which is about 15 minutes away from our house. On the way... (coughs) Excuse me. On the way there, I feel the Lord pulling me to stop at a local bakery with fresh donuts, scones, and cupcakes. God, this is not where I need to be. Please don't let me cave into one of those. I ask for a hot breakfast sandwich, but I'm not hungry. I don't like to run with food in my stomach. It messes with my sugar and my psyche. I take the sandwich with me and ponder who may be in my path today on the trail. This is not the first time that I've run on this trail. It is used by lots of walkers, bikers, and runners, and you meet all kinds of people during the sunny during sunny weather. Today, though, there's no one on the trail in the rain. I'm thinking about a man I have seen several times here. I've seen him sleeping on the trail in small in a small covered pavilion with a thin blanket. He rides a bicycle, and I think he's deaf. I have seen him eating bologna sandwiches before. 
I think the hot sandwich is for him today. I put it in my raincoat pocket and I get out of the car and I start my run. As I'm running, I pray that God will give me the courage to speak to the man using the broken sign language that I remember and to share the sandwich with him as I want to shine my light, as Coach Dean says, every podcast and live Facebook session. Today, however, with the rain, the man is not under the pavilion, and I don't see him at all on the trail. I finish up my run with a lukewarm sandwich in my pocket and a heart wondering where he could be. I have encountered people before on more than one occasion who have pondered their salvation status and their relationship with Jesus. I have been afraid to share my faith with them because I have been afraid of being made fun of or being criticized or of being told to leave them alone. God has been pricking my heart that I am not to be ashamed of the gospel because he has given me the power of the Holy Spirit to share the light of Jesus with anyone I come in contact with. Anyone is everyone. I need to share Jesus' love with everyone I come into contact. I'm not to be afraid. I am to be strong and courageous as Joshua was commanded to be and as Jesus was for us. If someone makes fun of me, then I should count that as glory because they did the same and worse to my Lord. God will give me the words to share, and he will do that work in that person. I just have to be obedient. I was prepared today to share the hot sandwich and the light of Jesus with that man. I did not get to today, so I ate the sandwich myself after I finished running. I do expect that God will bring him back into my life, I'm sure, on a future run. My opportunity to share the love of Jesus did not end today, but it is only just starting by being obedient to pick up a hot sandwich when I really don't want to stop and have detours in my day. I will need to be prepared with another hot sandwich or a cold drink and the love of Jesus that commands me to share for a future run on that same trail. That's a great story, Carla. Man, we've got some she said, we've got what, some incredible riders. What a, yeah, and what a great heart club. too. Yeah. You know, I, I think about there's a there's a, a young fella in my neighborhood. He's a mm-hmm. seventh grader mm-hmm. and um, very troubled. Um, I've heard him talk about suicide. Um, he's been, he's just, he's been in trouble in school. Is this the one you were texting me about this week? He is. And, uh, and I've just, we talk about him. We have a, a a neighborhood Bible study and we talk about him, uh, in that neighborhood Bible study. We all pray for him, um, because he, he, he really needs some help. Well, this kid is, he's, he's an odd kid in that he's always outside and he, he's got this scooter that he rides all the time. And um, so you see him out there and he loves to stop and talk. And so all of us take time to stop and talk to him occasionally. Well, recently I caught him out jogging a little bit. (laughs) I know where this is going. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the other day I was uh, I had already run. I was in my house. I'm in my living room. The blinds are open and I look out and I see him. He's out there running. My first thought was, well, I've already run today. <laughs> but then God smacked me across the head and said, so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I got, I got my, actually, I already had running clothes on. I went out the door and I went and, and ran with him and, uh, and promised him that I would run with him some more. And uh, 
We talked about running, and the, the kid is just jacked up about it. He is excited about running. He's never run in any organized group, and I think he's going to join the cross-country team this fall to run, and I think he's going to be good at it as well. And so the next – I, you know how I, I'm from one thing to the next. I forget about things. And, yeah, absolutely. But the next day, as I'm getting ready to run, guess who runs by my front window again? <laughs> God is so awesome in the way that he, he orchestrates this stuff. Um, and, and in this case, I, I, in this case, it's the opposite. Yeah. God's not just throwing it right there in front of her, but he's giving her the idea mm-hmm. that this needs to be so so god works in so many different ways and it's really exciting to to see um, what i think is awesome is that she's written this down yeah she that's shared powerful. this story and it's yeah that's yeah i have no doubt she's going to get that opportunity absolutely yeah. yeah yep yep and uh scripture passage Second Timothy one seven for the spirit of God uh, before the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. I don't know why it's so hard to believe that sometimes I, I, I say that we, we talk about it like we believe it. But do yeah. our actions follow those thoughts? I think sometimes uh, I, I think I think so many times it's it's our um perspective on the situation we tend to shy. i mean because if you ask people what well, what is the number one reason that you don't share the gospel and it's fear right. it, or some form of that you know they'll mm-hmm. say things like rejection and whatever but it's always the fear of is by far the number one reason but if we can kind of if we can kind of put ourselves in like paul's shoes paul was expecting um Opportunity. Well, yeah, opportunity, but he was also expecting to be persecuted, made That's, fun of, called names, yeah. beaten, mocked, thrown in jail. He was expecting that, mm-hmm. and he counted it all joy. And I think so many times it's it's kind of like what we talk about when we run. Just just like just like in this story here, you know, Carla talks about, but she didn't want to. Yeah, and. What's the number one reason we don't get out the door and run many times? And it's because we just don't want to yeah. so many times because it's going to hurt because it's whatever, whatever. And it, it all boils down to fear. You know, it's the fear of being sore. You know, the fear of I've got so many other things to do. But we've always talked about in running, if you can just go into with this expect, expectation of this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And I may not have time today to get this in, but I'm going to do it anyway. We always know what the result is. Yeah. And it's never bad. Same thing when we go to out to witness and talk to people. You know, that, that person. How many times have you ever talked to someone about Jesus? Even if you did get called a name or rejected. On the other side of it, it's never bad. Even with that rejection that you may yeah. feel for a a short period of time, God will always put peace in your heart about what you just did. If you're doing it his direction. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, and the truth is the persecution that we feel or we get, or that we, we, we realize that, that we actually feel is tiny compared to what Paul 
went through. Just like she said in the story, it's 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 what we deal with is nothing. Yeah. Um, but we should we should just like just like when we get done with that hard workout that hurts so bad. I mean, I, I think about a tempo run or a track workout. You get done and you you lay on the ground. And you're like, that is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But how awesome was that? Yeah. That that's the same feeling you get when you when you go to talk to someone about Christ, and He will always put those opportunities in our path. Yeah. Whether we take them or not is on us. That's right. Yeah. Another scripture passage, a long one here, Matthew twenty five thirty one through forty six. But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne, and all the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on the left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you invited me in naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came to me then the righteous will answer him saying Lord when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink and when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you and when did we see you sick or in person and come to you and the king will answer and say to them truly I say to you to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine even the least of them you did it to me then he will also say to those on his left depart from me accursed ones into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink I was a stranger and you did not invite me in naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me then they them, they themselves also will answer saying to the Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you and then he will answer them saying truly I say to you to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these you did not do it to me and these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteousness into eternal life that's a scary statement isn't it it's a sin of inaction yeah yeah and that's hard. That's hard to think about because how many times, I mean, it would have been just as easy for me to, as that, as, as that boy who, who needs some direction in his life mm-hmm. to watch him go by and go, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know, when he went by yesterday, I just talked about having to get ready for that Wednesday night thing. I needed to spend as much time doing that as I could. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the extra time, but God was saying I needed to find the extra time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know why this verse makes me think of this. You know, I, we often talk about on this podcast what we talked about on on Wednesday night at my church because I'm in the youth group. It's fresh in my mind. But th- this is a picture of of people headed to hell. Yeah. And and you know this this scripture in Matthew and you know last last night uh, Thomas was talking about you know with the youth they have some the youth have some very um, obvious questions that I think a lot of us think and feel sometimes, but but Thomas is really good about just hitting them head on. And, and the question last night was, how can a loving God send people to hell? And uh, as as Thomas was was speaking, I was trying to get a, a word picture in my head or a, a visual in my head of, 
you know, if, if some kid come up and ask me, how could I explain this to him? And, and last night, I, I and it kind of goes along with the scripture, I, I had the picture in my head of we're all destined for hell. You know, we're, we're, that is, that is what we deserve is hell because God is perfect. God is sovereign. He's holy. He's set apart. He can't be in the presence of sin, period. We know that. His word says that. It's been like that since day one of earth. Mm-hmm. That that can't happen. So sin entered the world almost immediately. And because we have choice, we, you know, we we as a society, we want to be able to do what we want to do. And God says, okay, you have the choice to do what you want to do. So because there's sin, that means we're separated from God. So we, we the, the first time we sin in our life, which is very early, <laughs> we're, we're on a, we're on an escalator headed toward hell. And when, you, when you're on an escalator, we, we got on, we stepped on that escalator. That's right. When we sinned, we mm-hmm. stepped on it. God is not sending us to hell. That's, that's the wrong wording. We are destined for hell. But if you've ever been on an escalator, there's also an escalator right beside it that's doing what? It's going up. Uh, it's opposite direction. <laughs> and in this word picture last night, I thought about God is on that uh, that other escalator, and he he's he's continuous on it. So on every step is God. Yeah. And he's got his hand out, and he's saying, "Come here, I I want to pull you over here. I, I want." All God does is give us the opportunity to not go to hell. Yeah. But but so many times we think about, well, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, no, the loving God is trying to pull you off of that escalator that's headed for hell. And that's that's the difference. I you know, I, for what it's worth, that's what I learned last night. And I think yeah. it just kind of ties into this this verse that God God loves us. Yeah. I mean, God, at the root of what he is, God is love. He hates sin. And many times he hates the sinner. I mean, scripture, we went through scripture after scripture last night because so many times we say in society, well, God loves the sinner. He hates the sin. No, his word is pretty clear. He hates the sinner and the sin. But his love is so deep that he can forgive the sinner. Yeah. And, you know, so just, just think about that. We are all. If you're out there and and you're lost and you're feeling convicted and and you you feel like God is reaching out to you, put that picture in your head that yeah. we, by our own choices, are headed down that escalator. Yeah. But God is right there, two feet away, one foot away, however far that escalator is apart from an an, an escalator going up, and He's got His hand out. He's like, "Come on, I'll I'll pull you over here." But that that requires action on our part yeah because he's not going to make us do it so if if you're out there and you've got questions about this go to we've we've built a page we've talked about it on here runforgod.com forward slash peace with god um it's four videos of billy graham doing what he did best yeah and it's pointing people to the foot of the cross and it really is a simple it's a simple concept but we just try so many ways to pervert it yeah. And and it's it really is simple. God is it there is. to God is there because he loves us so much. He don't want us to continue on that 
downward escalator. Yeah. He wants us to pull us across the rail and, and if you him. And if you wonder which escalator you're on, because I think, I think sometimes we're in the middle of that and we're not sure which escalator we're on. Listen, if you're one of the, one of the things that Paul talked about, that James talked about, is there's going to be fruit. Mm-hmm. And back to the story, her, Carla's heart was to do these basic things that Jesus was talking about in this scripture in Matthew. Mm-hmm. And if that's where your heart is, there's at least a reasonable chance if you're doing it because God commanded you in particular, then you're on the up escalator. And well, yeah, and that, and, you know, I say it all the time that when you hear the question, do you know that you know where yeah. you're going to spend eternity? Yeah. What does that question do to your psyche? What yeah. does it do in the pit of your stomach? That's going to tell you everything you need to know. You know, Dean and I are not here to 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 judge or to to say anything. We're asking you simply to listen. Listen to what God is saying in your psyche right now when you hear that statement. And if it's if it's peace, praise God. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to be. If it's worry, consternation, uncertainty, stress, any of those acron or any of those adjectives, talk to God about it. Yeah. Go watch go watch those videos. Go to runforgod.com forward slash peace with God and and fix that today. You, yeah. Because it is. It's a it's a simple, easy, you don't have to get things in order. You don't have to get your life together. God is right God is six inches away on that other escalator with his hand out right now saying, Come on. Yep. Hundred percent. Another scripture passage, Acts 18, 9 and 10 says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. <laughs> That's a tough one. Right? We, we think, all want to speak out. And- but you got to back up to verse 5 here. We talk about putting these verses in context. Verse 5 talks about Paul was compelled by the Spirit. Yeah. But so many times I'm compelled by Mitchell. That's, and then I'll go to this verse and say, well, God is saying speak out. That's don't pervert. Just like we talked about, don't pervert this. Yeah. When you are compelled by God to speak out, speak out. But don't go pluck this verse out in its in its simplicity and say, well, I think I need to say this, and Scripture says I need to speak out. Don't do that. Because I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, What is your motivation? Yeah, it's you got. It's who are you compelled by? Right. Are you compelled by Mitchell or Dean? Or are you compelled by God? Right. It's, 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 it's so as big of a difference. difference as you can get right there. Yeah, I don't know how many times I have. I've, I've been on Twitter lately. Um, I, I've never been a Twitter user. But I've been kind of checking it out more recently. And I don't know how many times I have typed stuff in <laughs> and then erased it. Because what I realized was I'm saying Dean's words and not God's words. What is it, the five-minute rule? You type and wait five minutes? Yeah. It's still there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because the Bible also says be slow to speak and slow to anger. Um some people will try to conf- they'll try to say well that's that's conflicting those verses conflict each other no it don't no one is there again 
who's being compelled by whom are you being compelled yeah. if it's if it's if i'm saying i'm compelled by mitchell then i need to be slow to speak i need to okay it's okay to type what i want to type but let it sit there for a little while ask god to look at it not that he hasn't already looked at it but say hey god what do you think about this it'll when be you, a, you'll be amazed at how many things you'll delete yeah well and and it it's important um yeah, it, you, you said it. That's awesome. <laughs> Question one. Have you ever felt timid about sharing Jesus with a complete stranger? Duh. Has anybody not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, whenever you find somebody that you know nothing about, it's really, really difficult to to get to the heart of the matter and the subject. Um I just was talking with somebody yesterday about they were on a motorcycle ride and they were in Sturgis, South Dakota. And one of the guys that was with them, they were they were I don't know where they were. I don't know if they were eating or what they were doing. They were out and they were doing something. And one of the guys in their group just went missing. Where did he go? Mm -hmm. And they couldn't find him and they looked for him and they couldn't. And they went like 15 minutes. And they can't find this guy. And they're wondering, where is he? Well, all of a sudden, he comes walking around a corner. And what had happened was he had run into somebody that he didn't know, never met her before in his life. And she seemed troubled. And God put it on his mind to ask her, you, you seem you seem troubled. Is something going on? And they started having this conversation. She shared some things with him that were on her heart. And he said, do we have somewhere we can go and pray? Hmm. And they, this lady, he had never met before. He takes her into, I don't know where they went, but they went somewhere and they prayed about whatever this thing was that was burdening her uh, to lift that burden. That's a hard thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. But that's what we're called to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it makes me think of just last week I was at a, a funeral home in Athens, Tennessee, and, um, I was sitting on one of the couches, and uh, a guy comes up and sits down beside me, and we just get to talking. And uh, come to find out, it was the owner of the funeral home. Um, and we just got to talk, and we probably talked for 45 minutes. And uh, he was just telling me all the things that are going on in his life. He just really opened up to me about you know, some health issues he's having and um, some surgeries he's had that were botched and he's had, you know, some long-term things, you know, complications as a result of some surgeries and, and just was really down. I mean, I could just tell that this guy is really down. He was there because he's, he was actually friends of the family. You know, it was Holly's grandmother that passed away. And, um, I just felt God really just prompted me to ask this guy, a funeral director who's, I think he's, 79 years old he told me um and i said let me ask you this i said you know where you're headed when you leave this world don't you and he mm. said absolutely and I, I forget we we finished up talking and he left and i got to thinking the, the next day i was like god why why did you prompt me to ask that because it was obvious because i you know as long as we've been doing this i'm still not as bold as i should be yeah and so that that was that was uh, that that is not 
it's it's compelled by God because that is not naturally compelled by Mitchell to do that right now. Right. Still. Yeah. I don't know if it ever will be. Yeah. I, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it should always be. Yeah. You know. Um but the word I kind of got back or the feeling I got back is he needed to be reminded of that. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that God is using the gospel message to bring people to the foot of the cross. Sometimes it's bringing them back to the foot of the cross. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I don't know this guy's, but he really was down and distraught. And, um, he, I just, the, the feeling I got is he just needed to be reminded. Yeah. And how many times is that true for us? Yeah, it's true. We know the truth, yeah. but sometimes we need to remember the truth for sure of, of what God's word says. So sometimes sharing the gospel may be with s- s- somebody a believer who is who is headed to heaven right along with you but they just they need that encouragement and the gospel there's no better encouragement yeah. than the gospel yeah you know sometimes there's a, a line uh, and it's it's a really really hard to define line so i work at a public college mm-hmm. and we know about public colleges and and the i don't know i think they're anti religion mm-hmm. in my opinion more and more they are more and more um, our college is not so much. Um, they're certainly not overt about being that way. Um, but I have to be careful. You know, I, I, there's there's things I, I, I can't or shouldn't do. And I think it's important that we understand as Christians that Jesus talked about it. We're still subject to laws that, yeah. you know, and we should we should abide by laws and rules and things because if we're out there and we're just flaunting these laws all the time i think that's a problem for us as christians it makes us look really bad and so while while it's important and i find plenty of reasonable opportunities to share my faith within the context of that setting i don't do anything that's against the rules mm-hmm. you know paul says it over and over in romans that's right be be subject to the government that's right yep Another question. How can you be a blessing to someone you don't even know? Has someone ever been a blessing to you that you didn't know their name or where they were from? You just you just added a, a great example of that mm-hmm. with this fellow at the funeral home. Uh, but there's so many blessings that we can both give and receive and yeah. do. And I think about... Um, a lot of times, uh, waitresses and checkout line people yeah. are are two classes of people. And when I say class; I don't mean it in the in the traditional sense. But two people who they get dumped on over and over again throughout mm-hmm. throughout the day. And I I really I really like to be encouraging to those who either. Uh, sometimes you you run up against one you can see they're just having a tough day yeah and you like to be that ray of sunshine in their day and then some of them are um doing they're just doing a good job and you want to really go overboard to compliment them and i think that's a good way that we can be a blessing to people it's just every day out in life be thankful for the people that provide you with good customer service Mm -hmm. Um, be a blessing to those people who you can see it on their face. They're they're struggling with something, just like the guy I was talking about in Sturgis. You know, he saw a look on somebody's face that wasn't didn't make sense, and you could tell something was bothering her, and it it led to a good place. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that when he left her, that she her whole outlook was different. 
Mm-hmm. And we have that opportunity to do that all the time. And we've probably all run into somebody who did it for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes we wonder why we, we go through valleys um, in, in our life, you know, whether it's, you know, wh- whatever, there's so many valleys. We're not even going to try to name any of them, but God allows us to walk into these places many times so we can see it in others. Because if we've experienced it, you know, we were interviewing a, a new youth pastor last night for our church. And, uh, he, he talked about how he has dealt with despair. He didn't use the word depression. He used the word despair, which I found interesting, mm-hmm. but he's dealt with despair and, and having to learn to cope with it. But in what he said is he said, I've, I've used that because I can identify it in people now and I mm-hmm. can, relate and have empathy and and i look at people who are lashing out differently as a result of what god has allowed me to walk through and i thought that was very interesting because you know you and i have talked about struggles we've had in the past and Mm -hmm. and it's funny how because we've dealt with it you can see those things in people you might not be able to put your finger on exactly what it is but you you know that they're it's it's just not because they're a grumpy person yeah. That they're dealing with something heavy. And it gives us as Christians a whole different perspective on how do we handle those people? How do we deal with those people? How do we encourage those people? Because the world would just say, well, that's a hateful person and, and kick them to the curb. But we we should have a much different perspective because that's why that's why God allows us to walk in darkness sometimes because he gives us the ability to see darkness in others. And it's not just they're having a bad day. It's there's something deeper that sometimes he prompts us just like the guy at Sturgis. Yeah. Pray with that person. That's right. And it's amazing how sometimes those people will just melt Yeah, um, when you do that. And yeah. so be that's what we that's what we've got to slow down sometimes and, and yeah. really think about, well, that waitress is just in a bad mood. Well, maybe you need to think about why. Yeah. Um, and try to put your finger on it. Yeah. hundred percent. Last question. Do you believe God? Is God able to help you? Do you trust him to do what he says? Again, it's another thing. It's easy to say that we believe, um, but it's a little bit harder to put our money where our mouth is sometimes, isn't it? We've got to practice it. Yeah. We have to practice it because not because God is not trustworthy. Um, but we live in a world that you can't often trust. Yeah. Um, but that that takes practice. And it the more does. you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. Well, and Lane, Lane was the one. Well, maybe to me, the best quote that's ever been on our podcast was Lane when he said, he said, if you're not taking the test, did you really take the class? <laughs> I, I, lo- I don't remember that. You don't remember that. that I, co- I'll take credit for that. I told him. That. No, <laughs> no, that's good. I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard him say that. I mean, that's really a, a good perspective is when, when, when you're going through, through those tough times is, you know, say that again. If, if you're, if you're not taking the test, did you really take the class? Hmm. So, you know, it's, that's pretty good. It's a, it's a great perspective. Yeah, I like that. And, uh, and it's true, but it's so true. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot to be said for God you. is going to test us. Yeah, and he's, be thankful he's not for gonna it. He's going to tempt us. There's yeah. a huge difference there that we've talked about, but mm-hmm. be ready for the test. Yeah, yeah. And I've, it's been my experience that in those cases where, where God is, is testing us and we will have the metal, the fortitude, the, the wherewithal 
to withstand that test in a positive way in the way that God would be proud of us, there's always positive on the other side Mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think we – I remember when um, I was working in a particular place and, you know, we got a new director in our building and I I, I don't want to talk – ugly about anybody but it i felt like he was less than completely honest he didn't really like christians in general he was just i don't know it was just something a little bit slimy anyway i didn't really want to work there with that guy and so i felt like um god was was telling me that was this was this was your this is your cue Mm -hmm. and so i remember there being there was there was a job and the job was um similar to what i was doing it was at another company and i was like that's the job i need i made some connections i talked with some people and thought i I had a reasonable shot at at that job well all of that fell through and in my mind i was thinking "Well, well god well you put this thing in front of me and then it's 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 not working out. What in the world is going on? And then, of course, in the meantime, God is working all these other things out behind the scenes. And eventually, what wound up happening was God orchestrated all this stuff to get me to a position where I could be working with Run for God. Hmm. So here I'm thinking the dream job is this job over here doing something that if I was doing it today, I'd be anywhere near as happy as I am today. Mm-hmm. God had something better, and of course, I didn't see it in the moment, but my heart was in the right place, I felt like, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I felt like I, I, I followed God to a place. I did something that um, I basically resigned from that company, which is something I would never have done, mm-hmm. never, never would even cross my mind, but it was very clear mm-hmm. that I needed to do that. And uh, I just think when our heart's in the right place, God will lead us to the spot we need to be. Good word, Dean. At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help to build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that is put together by our Run Club members just like you in the Run for God station on J Radio. All right, we're back. And, you know, there's a new controversy in the running world. Have you heard about it? I haven't, no. So, I sit on your notes here. So this little, so this family, whole family, decided they were going to do the, the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati. And it turned out one of the kids was, I think, 11. And another one was six years old. And so mm-hmm. they had this six-year-old running a marathon. What do you think about kids that young running marathons? <laughs> you, you know, I, I've... I've been the object of some conversation with, and I know I have with, you know, as early as Lane started in, in the sport. Now he wasn't running marathons, but just the, just the demand of training and things like that. I, I think it, I think it come, it's, it has to come down. We talked about this earlier. Who's compelling who? Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's if it's the kid, 
a marathon may be a little much for a six-year-old. No. I'm, I'm going to say that on the outset. Yeah. But I don't know that I would stop it. Yeah. If the kid was really wanting to do it, because you you don't, uh, I I wouldn't put it in the category of dangerous. It's just it's just not. Yeah. It's, I know. Yeah. Is it the best thing? Probably not. But how many things do kids do that's probably not the best thing, and we let them do it anyway? Yeah. Because because that's where their heart's desire is. They want to do it. And if this this six year old, which it sounds like he was, was just really wanting to do it, and it wasn't dad or mom driving this train then i don't have a problem with it yeah but that's very rarely the case and especially in our sport i've seen it i've i've i have had to work for me not to be this person but you know we're in a sport that we we would love to see our kids do it i yeah. was a, i was a, i was a triathlete and Lane wanted to become a triathlete, and I had to work really hard not to, not to live vicariously through Lane, and and I always took steps to do that. But there there are parents out there who have crossed the line here. Yeah, you know they're they're so if it's if it's mom and dad pushing the six year old to run this race, definitely shouldn't happen. Right. If it's the six year old, and, and the problem is we just don't know. You don't you don't know. We're not in that family. We don't know the circumstances. Right. So I I kind of hold judgment here. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm kind of the same way, and but you can see where this six year old could have. He's got a whole family who loves to run and is going to run. And he this, wanted to be part of, and it. he wanted to be a part of what the family was doing. It is very very possible, and if and yeah, I have no problem with that, and that's what the family claims. Yeah, and if that's the case, then that's fine. The problem came in when the mother decided to post something on—I think it was Instagram—about how he was crying at the twenty-mile mark, and they had to promise him some Pringles to to get him to keep going. And <laughs> that's where the problem was. And of course, it made it sound like they were just Bribing dragging him, him yeah. along, you know. And and the truth is, is I say the truth. Their claim is if at any point the kid would have said, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to be able to finish. Then they would have pulled the plug and they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But it took them eight hours. I mean, obviously they're not going very fast. Yeah. And, um, I think about what kids do. How many kids will go out and do something repetitive and do it all day long? Sure. I mean, they will. If you'll let them. Yeah. They will. And so I just don't know that this is any more dangerous no. than any of those other things that kids do. You know, a kid gets on a trampoline and jumps on a trampoline for hours at a time. You know, that's it, probably not the best on your body. No, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably it's, worse than running a marathon. It may be. But, but, but it's, yeah. But we can't, we don't live in a bubble. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, I had an instance. This was just a couple years ago. Um, Lane was out on a training ride and I do some moto pacing with him where, we have a, a scooter that's built with a roller bar on the back and motor pacing is a very common thing in the cycling world. It just allows you to, it, it works your legs and not so much your lungs. And I don't really know the science behind it, but it's, it's just, it's how it works. You, you experience going at high speeds. So race conditions, it's, it's a way to, to train at high speeds without going out and racing yeah um so you know lane will ride behind me 40 50 miles an hour 
and there's a roller bar so that when he when his wheel touches it it just spins and it doesn't make him go down he can there's marks all over this bar where he's bumping it all the time because he's he's trying to stay in my slipstream in my draft well one day we we were done moto pacing and he uh he came up beside me and we were probably still doing 40 miles an hour and i mean lane can time trial really fast so it but he was kind of it was kind of the point where he got out of my slipstream he come up beside me and he decided he was going to sprint past me <laughs> just typical lane wanting to beat the motor pacer <laughs> well i had gotten my camera out and i was just gonna i just playing around and i filmed him coming by me and uh i put it on social media i got blasted yeah you're being so unsafe and i'm like he, he i wasn't touching him i mean he was beside me. the most dangerous yeah. parts when he's behind me yeah but yeah a lot of times the the issue is when we go to social media with yeah. stuff and yeah that's yeah. that probably wasn't the best idea yeah. of this parent to do but the kid running a marathon you know there's doctors out there will say it doesn't hurt the kid there's doctors that say it hurts the kid i think a winner of Vanecki. yeah I mean, Winter is now an Olympic. She's a she's an aerial skier now, but I mean, she was running marathons seven eight years old all over the world. Yeah, uh, and it's because she wanted to do it. There was no question. I mean, I, I knew, I, I know Winter personally, and I saw the drive in her because she she was doing it for a foundation that that they had set up for her dad who passed away. But um, yeah, yeah, it all comes down to who's who's driving it. Just keep the stuff off social media. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for Dean's thoughts. That's the time when I share something that I've about the intersection between running and faith. And um, this one is called Prepare to Limp. There was an unusual medical drama that ran from 2004 to 2012. The show, House, was followed was or excuse me followed an eccentric doctor with all manner of problems of his own, but who could diagnose and treat the most unusual illnesses. One of the many characteristics of the main character was his limp. The, the actor, Hugh Laurie, did not have a limp, but it was part of the background for the character. So week after week, he would limp on set. If you've seen a single episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Over those eight years and 177 episodes, the character's limp became ingrained in who he was to some degree. Consequently, Mr. Laurie said that he had a difficult time not limping in subsequent filming on other projects. When he heard the word action, he immediately went into limp mode. Mr. Laurie also had a British accent that he had to hide in his role as Dr. House. Actors spend a lot of time getting into their characters. In their minds, they almost have to be their character to play a convincing role. It doesn't come easily. Hugh Laurie had to take many speech classes to rid himself of his accent for filming. Whether you're new to running or have been running for some time, what we believe about ourselves is critical to our success. We may not be playing a role on a television program, but it applies to all we do, including running. We must believe we can achieve the goals in front of us, whether it is running under 24 minutes for a 5K or just getting to the finish line. And here's another critical thing. You have to work on your role. You have to spend time convincing yourself that you can do it. 
just like Hugh Laurie spent time learning how to speak with an accent and walk with a limp. We have to spend time preparing for our success as runners or walkers. It is the only way Dr. House can play a convincing role on television, and it is the only way that you'll be able to reach that goal you've dreamed about. A little upfront work can go a long way. And there's another thing that requires preparation, worship. Have you ever been to church and as you left, you thought, I don't think I got anything out of that today. Don't worry. I would dare to say, I think all believers have done it. Well, why does that happen? I submit that it is because we often rush ourselves off to church and we don't spend time preparing for worship. And it's not just your own worship. I believe Talking with God before going to church can not only impact your experience, but it can affect the entirety of the service. The more people who are there for true worship, the more apparent the Holy Spirit will be. The Bible tells us this in Ecclesiastes 5.1. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. It's not only a good idea to prepare for worship, but God also expects us to be prepared for worship. Everyone knows that if we are to accomplish anything, we need to take time to prepare ourselves for it. It is true when it comes to acting. It is true when it comes to running. And it is true when it comes to worship. Hugh Laurie became his, became his part so much that he limped after the filming of House was over. It was automatic because he had immersed himself in the character. If we spend enough time in preparation, our automatic response can be something special, whether it's crossing a finish line or worshiping with all our heart. Hmm. That's a great story, Dean. I don't say you do this week in and week out (laughs) where you come up with these, but that was a, yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's, it's the idea that if we, if we study Jesus, we'll start to look like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If we don't, we won't. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It's really simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch that show, House? I, I think I watched like one episode. I, I no, I mean there wasn't a specific reason I never watched it. I just never watched it. It was one of those guilty. I know pleasures. who you're talking about, though. Yeah, it was one of those guilty things that I, I did because it was like he was a really super flawed character. Yeah. I mean, the characteristics of this character were really, really rough. Yeah, and um, but it was it was just I don't know. It, it was an interest. It was so interesting. That, yeah. that character but you're right um you know i'm sure the man hugh laurie not dr house probably a really nice guy probably probably has none of the, the same beliefs i'm sure he's not addicted to drugs in real life he's probably not um he, he's probably not as crass in real life you know all of that stuff that was part of the character he didn't really do that yeah but he played such a convincing role and and i I've got friends who spend a lot of time before church, really, really praying before mm. church. To we have a group that does it before, um, before every service at our church. That they that's what they do. That's their yeah their we have job. A group that does it with the pastor. Yes, praying over. Him. Yes, and uh, I think it's important for us to get ready for worship. And I think so often we just we show up. Yeah, and. Uh, we expect things to be overwhelmingly great when yeah. we just show up, and it's just like running. We we got to put in the training. Yeah, you got to do all the things, and then it makes the experience so much better. Way better. Yep, yep. Sort of like uh, 
You ever, you ever been on the on the way somewhere and you turn the wrong direction because you usually go left. You know, almost everywhere you go, you go left, and mm-hmm. then so when you're you need to turn right, but you turn left anyway because you're so you're you're it's an automatic it's a repetitive response. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same way with our spiritual lives. Yeah, if it's something that we practice and we do regularly, you know, just like you mentioned, if you're in the Bible every day, then when you're presented with a situation in front of you, the your first thought is, hmm, what does it say in the Bible about that? But if you're not reading the Bible every day, your first response is, hmm, what do I think about that? And, you know, it, it makes us to the world. It makes us predictable because we, we want to be predictable when it comes to the world. We, we want point. people to say, you know, I don't know why I thought of this, but, you know, I get in my truck in the mornings. You know, here lately, I've been going through the development that we have going right down the road here. Um, I do that first thing in the morning. Then I come back here and I work and I, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between things. But when I get in my truck and I crank it. This is really creepy if you really get down to it, but my GPS pops up and it gives me directions to the project we're going to. Yeah. And it's because these phones nowadays pick your patterns up and Mm -hmm. it it knows that I'm going there. Well, how awesome would that be if we we had that same effect on those around us with who we are in Christ? Wow. Yeah. You know, they don't have to wonder which version am I going to get today? Mm -hmm. our, Our GPS says... I got Jesus with me. He's he's on my shoulder today. Uh, but so many times, I hate to say it, but we send mixed messages, and I'm pointing p- fingers at myself too. Yeah. Um, we we need to be as predictable as that as we are with that GPS. Yeah. Uh, on where we're going, and um, what a great I don't know. analogy. That's great, a great story, Dean. Yeah, great analogy too. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. All right, so we're back, and uh, like we've said many times, um, whether you're taking the class or teaching the 5K Challenge, it will change your life. So I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't currently instructors. Uh, Like I said, with the new website, we're about to enhance that process even more, but don't delay. Yeah. Plan plan your class. we're, We're heading into summer now. Go ahead and start planning that fall class. Fall, spring and fall are two of the, the best times to start the Run for God classes. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. go check it out. Go to runforgod.com. Look at it, look it over. Uh, get on the Facebook group and, and talk to some people. Say, hey, how many instructors do we have out there? Tell me something about teaching this class. Yeah. And I will guarantee you, your feed will be flooded. Amen. So uh, I challenge you if, you, if you feel like God's laying it on your heart, and you feel like you're not equipped to do it or you don't have the credentials to do it, you're probably right. <laughs> but neither did you. Neither did I. Nor, first class. Nor that, I mean, think about who God uses. Yep. Um, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Yep. And uh, if he's calling you, he'll equip you. That's so uh, right. go check it out. Amen. 
Well, there's a new high school standout. I don't know if you saw this guy, and I really, really like this guy. So you picture this. The, the kids, he's, he's kind of tall, kind of gangly, and he's got what looks like a mop on his head. He's just got <laughs> this curly hair that goes all over the place, and he just looks like a kid who's just having fun. Kind of looks a little nerdy, if mm-hmm. you want to know the truth. His name is Gary Martin. He's from Pennsylvania. He just broke Jim Ryan's record for the fastest mile in a high school only race. One of the things that people don't realize, I think, sometimes is there have been 14 kids who have broken four minutes for the mile in high school. Mm -hmm. And of those 14, only five of them did it in a high school only race. So most of the time they're running with professionals who are much faster than them. And to, to kind of help drag them along. It's harder so, to run out front. Absolutely. And so in this case, um, he ran a 357 mile basically by himself. Yeah. There was nobody. He probably lapped somebody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it was just a high school race. And um, so, yeah, only five, only five of the 14 have done it in a high school only race and he ran faster jim ryan held the record for the fastest in the high school only race it was 358 well he ran 357 so he's the fastest all time it's really impressive mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like this guy didn't even start running until he was in high school so he's not been doing it very long which is even cool it's even cooler <laughs> he tried soccer didn't care for it that much he tried baseball didn't yeah and then uh what he liked about uh, running was he liked the team atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. Sure. Runners are are a bunch that they get along well, and it's a, it's a family thing. And um, that's he felt that, and that's why he became a runner. In his first race, he ran twenty four something for his five k. <laughs> Isn't that hard to believe? Yeah. I mean, I think about myself when I was in high school. My, I remember my first race. My first race, I ran like. I ran like 18-something yeah. in, my, in my first race. This kid ran 24-something in his first race. And now he ran 356. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. So anyway, but here's one of the interesting things about it. I love this about this guy. So from the very first race, that race that he ran 24 minutes in, he was running with the leaders at the mile. <laughs> he was one of those guys. One of those guys who would just go out as hard as he could. He'd stay there as long as he could. And then he would, you know, just suffer for yeah. the rest of the way home. And so he's just got this fearlessness about him. And a I just, reckless runner, which I, sometimes works out. Yeah. And in his case, it did. His coach talked about it. His coach, his, his name is uh, Strelekis. Uh, he said, he's just so fearless. If you said you could fly in the top guy in the country right now, now and meet somewhere at a track he'd be like oh yeah let's go and (laughs) this was written last year way before this was when he was running like 405 and there were a bunch of guys that were faster than him he was like he's just not afraid of anything loves the challenges i love that kind of attitude it's pretty awesome and another high schooler that i was reading about recently natalie cook have you heard that name i haven't so natalie cook is the fastest high school girl right now she um she just missed caitlin Tui's uh 3200 meter record she ran a 948 3200 the record is 947 and um here's what's interesting about her she only runs about 20 miles a week Mm. um she's coached by her father i believe if i remember right but she runs very very low mileage and she just does the right mileage Mm. and uh that's very very unusual um but 
I think it's I think it's Be pretty done. Cool. We've said it a million times. There are a million roads to get there. Just got to pick one and stick with it. Yep. And she has picked it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. How about a trivia question for this week? There is a race that takes place in California that they label as the toughest foot race in the world. It is 135 miles long. What is the name of this race? You know the name of this race, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you do. You do. And if you know the answer to that race, send that answer to dean at runforgod.com and we will send you, if you're the first person that answers the question, we'll send you a Run For God Tumblr. Yep. Through the mail, right back at you. So uh, be the first one, dean at runforgod.com. Every week, I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this week, here's what it is. You know, almost every high school has a track, mm-hmm. right? And that per, that is a safe place for anybody to run. A lot of sports, you have to gather people around. Or for some people, for you know, if you're a cyclist, uh, some people live in a location where it's really hard. You don't have a, a safe place to do it because mm-hmm. you maybe live in a big city or whatever. Running is not that way. You can almost always find a high school track to run on, and uh, and a run and a track. A high school pl- a track is a safe place to run. So, um, I mean, trails. Some people love trails, but trails can be they can be dangerous for various reasons. Um, sometimes roads are too busy. There's no sidewalk, things like that. But uh, there's always almost always a track available. Now, there are some communities that don't allow people, the public, to get on the high school track which i argue is un-american ridiculous yes uh, because i my opinion my, my thoughts are it's tax money that paid for that track <laughs> you yeah. know there's a lot of people who pay for those tracks who have no kids and, and there's much more good that comes out than you know the occasional somebody litter in or whatever i mean yeah uh, yep yeah we won't go down that road i know I, I know what i do i know at our local track Whenever, like, as a coach, a lot of times I have athletes there, and as they're warming up or cooling down, and I'm not, I don't have anything to do, I walk around the track and I pick up trash and go throw it away mm-hmm. because I want I want to be able to continue to use that place. Yeah. So we try to leave it better than we get than we found it. As you should, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we have motivational thought of the week. It was this. It was from this is from Ogman Dingo. Beginning today, treat everyone you meet as if they were going to be dead by midnight. Extend to them all the care, kindness, and understanding you can muster and do it with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again. That's a good quote, Dean. Can you imagine that? What if the, what if the whole world did that? Yeah. I mean, think about political differences would all go out the window if we just treated everybody like well, they're not going to be here tomorrow. Boy, that'd be a different world. Man, it would be. All right, so I'm going to be gone next week. You got a guest in here Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of one of the one of the bigger cheerleaders of, of the run club Angie's gonna be here in my seat hope yeah. y'all have fun it will be I'm sure it'll be it'll be a hoot yeah. I'm sure yep alright and until next week may God bless every step of every run go out there and shine your light good job Dean for more information about the run for God ministry go to runforgod.com If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.